hey, just a few days back, we did something that we've never done before. <laughs> it was it was a first for us. We actually got almost all our coaches on Zoom for a webinar style mini class answering all of the questions we possibly could over the course of 60 minutes about people's biggest challenges for for their personal career change. It was called How to Find Meaningful Work That Pays Well. Your biggest questions answered by five expert career coaches. And it was it was actually really pretty cool. Partially because we had so many people on there asking additional questions and additional follow-up. And we had our career coach team right there to be able to answer as much as we possibly could. But partially because we had some of our attendees live pulled up there on the spot to receive coaching and to be able to ask their questions. It was it was pretty cool. And guess what? We're actually going to play the entire replay. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Hey, welcome. I see we have people popping in here left and right now that we have hit the button to go live. And this is something that I am very, very excited for. We have been talking about doing this type of event for, oh my goodness, I think about three months now. And this is actually the very, very first time we've done anything like this or quite like this. We've done many normal, traditional teaching style webinars in the past here at Happen to Your Career. What we've never done, ever, ever before, is been able to get all of our career coaches or the vast majority of our coaches on our team together in one panel to be able to answer your most compelling questions. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. So the topic of this session is how to find meaningful work that also pays you well. It particularly as it relates to your biggest questions. We want to be able to answer as many of those as we possibly can. And I'll tell you what, we have, we've got some really very large questions that we are tackling today. So we're going to do the absolute, pack as much as we possibly can into this relatively short period of time, just over an hour here. And on that note, before we do, I'm super curious because I see people popping in left and right. Uh, where are you all from? particularly, where are you joining us from? And by the way, this is your opportunity to be able to use the, use the chat. And you're going to be able to click on the chat. It's going to allow a message box to pop up and you can put everyone in there or all, all attendees and let us know where you're from. I see Erica from Vermont. And by the way, this is your pay to play. Meaning, that uh, that not only do we want you to be able to use the chat because that's going to allow you to get a lot more from this event since it's going to be questions driven. At the same time, uh, we want to make sure that we're answering what's most important to you. Okay. I see Meg from Dallas. I see Nicolette from San Diego, Victor from Rhode Island, Kara from Maryland. Ooh, Tiffany from Philadelphia. We have Philadelphia represented here too. Most from Philly. 
Ooh, we've got Denmark represented. Awesome. South Australia. Okay, finally, we've got Australia represented. And let's see, Austin, Texas. Yeah, we've got some other people from Austin, Texas too. Woohoo. We actually have two people on our team from Austin, Texas. Only one of them's here. Nadia from the UK. Hey, Nadia, I recognize you. And Amanda. Okay, we've got <laughs> we've got a, all the way from Moses Lake, Washington, where I'm at, to Australia and the other end of the globe. NYC represented too. Okay, well, since we have so many people from so many different places here, I want to make sure that we can get started. Keep that chat box nearby because that is going to be your key to getting the very, very most out of this. If you haven't already figured it out, I'm Scott Anthony Barlow. I am the founder and CEO of Happen to Your Career, where we get to help people every single day be able to identify and move to work that is meaningful and and pays incredibly well. So this is what we do. It's what we love to do. You might have heard us from some of these different places like Forbes or CareerBuilder or Yahoo and some of the places where our work has been featured and mentioned, or maybe even from the podcast. By the way, drop it in the chat if you, uh, if you heard about us from the podcast. Uh, we have two, actually, two of the top five career change podcasts featured on Apple, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. I see a, a few different people, Karina, Jarrett, yeah, a few others from uh, that heard from us from the podcast. That's fantastic. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And I, uh, as this, you might be able to see, it's not just me here. It is a good portion of our team. We have with here, we have Jennifer, who is one of our career coaches, uh, amazing career coach. She's been coaching for over seven years at this point uh, and originally came from background in music. She's made career changes herself. We have Allison Kerbo, who is our accountability coach on our team. And every single day gets to be able to help people hold, hold themselves accountable through everything that they're trying to do that is major changes in their life. We have Sharissa Sebastian, who is joining us from Florida, the sunny state. You can see her window in the background or the picture of the window. And she has, she's also been coaching for quite a period of time. She's done an amazing TEDx talk. Look it up sometime. And then we also have Mo Shanbogum here from Philly, no less. And Mo has been with us for quite a while. And at the same time, we have Philip Mianko, who is our director of student and client success. All right. Okay. So. The reason why we have so many people here from our team is we want to make sure that we are getting a variety of perspectives because for all intents and purposes, we have like the equivalent of almost like 60 plus years of experience in career changes, coaching, all kinds of things in just one digital room. So you get to leverage that. Here's what you get today. You're going to learn how to find an opportunity that leverages your strengths and skills and pays well. We're going to talk about what that process is to go through that. And then also what you must have in place in order to make a big change in your life and career so that you're not settling as you are going through this type of career change process that I know many of you are interested in. And then if you want it too, we'll, uh, we'll save some time at the end, but only if you want it. And we'll show you 
one of the best ways, the very best ways, one of the most successful ways that we've helped many people that we've had the opportunity to work with make their career changes, one of our most successful programs, but only if you want it. And I'll tell you, there's a couple of things. Here's how you know that you're in the right place because I don't want you to waste your time. <laughs> if you are committed to making a change this year, 2020, if 2020 is your year, first of all, drop it in the chat. If 2020 is your year to make a career change, because I want to know. And if, if that's you, then <laughs> Eve raised her hand, then you're in the right place. Also, if you're willing to invest in yourself, by the way, uh, just kudos and high fives from Moses Lake, Washington, because taking the time to invest in yourself is a huge and very difficult deal in, uh, for many of us. And we so, find so many people that struggle with making the time for themselves. So the fact that you're here right now says a lot about, uh, about your willingness to make the change. And I would absolutely bet on you. And also, if you are tired of one way or another of settling in the past, you know, even if you've got a great situation going on, a great job, but you want something more, that's okay. And you want to find what that means for you in your career to allow you to live who you truly are. All right. Ken and Victor and Nicolette and uh, CDH and Kara and Tiffany all said, yes, this is, this is your year. 2020 is your year. Um, I will tell you, one of the most common misconceptions that people have is they think that doing work that they love and fits their strengths and allows them to be who they want to be is about making a job change. It's not. It's probably one of the most difficult things for many of the people that we've worked with, uh, whether they're just starting in their career or whether they uh, have operated at the C-suite for many, many years. Okay. I tell you that because this stuff is not easy and you've got to be ready to do the work. We're going to talk about a lot of, lot of answers to questions here. It's still going to be still going to, it's going to be possible, but it's going to be also difficult at the same time. So on that note, it's your turn now. What I mean by that is we have a ton of questions that have been sent in over the last two weeks here. And we're actually going to pull up some of the people that had sent in those questions and allow them to give a little bit more context to their question and why it's important to them. And then throughout the entire session, feel free to type in your questions as you have them. We'll try and answer as many as we possibly can. Just as you think of it, type it in either in the chat or in the Q&A section. And Philip will be keeping track of your questions so that we can answer as many as possible. I want to pull up our very, very first person here though. Question number one, I'm going to preface it and Philip is going to, to pull up actually Erica here. Erica had a wonderful question, I thought. She said, how do I find an opportunity that matches my strengths and my skills that I also enjoy? And you know, we had emailed back and forth a little bit with Erica, and I believe she had a little bit more context to the question too. So do we have Erica up and live? Yes. Erica, Hi. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am doing amazing. Wonderful to meet you. And I'm wondering if you can share just a little bit about the your context and why this, why you wanted to get the answer to this question and a little bit about your situation as well. 
Yeah, so I actually um, went through your eight-day mini class a couple years ago and then recently found myself thinking about some changes. So have been going through it again. And one of the main things that keeps circling back, sit back is I think I have a good handle on my strengths and the skills and I've done some good work identifying what things I really like and good at. But how do I match that with what I should do next? Because I, I, um, I don't know where to go from there. So where do I go from something that I know I'm good at? I know I like doing, and then turn that into work that I enjoy or, um, find an opportunity that matches that. This, this is such a fantastic question. And if, uh, if you also have a similar question to this, go ahead and just drop a heck yeah in the chat. Just I'm curious how many people that, uh, that we have that also have a really similar question. Uh, and I'll also tell you, we got a lot of heck yeahs already. Kara, Michelle, oh yeah, big time. Nicolette, Karina. Okay. And I will tell you that this is a question that quite honestly, we will spend many months working through with our clients and our students. So what we want to do is give you a really good understanding for how this works and even how to think about this differently. And I think that really, um, really great person to answer this question would be Sharissa Sebastian. Sharissa, what do you think about Erica's question here? Where, where does she start? Well, there is a couple of different things. And I love that you asked this question, Erica, because like Scott said, so many people have this um, have the same question as you. And I'm sure this is probably going to answer the question for a lot of other people as well. Um, so there's a couple of different ways uh, that I like to think about this. <clears throat> One is that, um, like you said, like your strengths are a vital you know, part of this whole equation. So it's going to be very important for you to figure out what your strengths are. And I love that you've already taken the step to do that. So well done. You already you know, have the first part of this done. Um, and so there's another piece to this, though. So when it comes to strengths, it's not enough to just simply know what your strengths are. But it's going to be really important for you to understand how it's going to apply to that ideal career that you that you're looking for, and part of that is um, and in career um, career. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm getting my words twisted already. Uh, career um, in the bootcamp, and you find out more about this later. But one of the things, one of the tools that we use in here in the career um, coach camp. Oh my goodness, I cannot get that right. I'm going to say CCB for simplicity. <laughs> That's what we call um, it internally. Yeah, CCB, and that's in my mind, so I keep saying CCB. But anyway, part of that is there's this tool called the Ideal Career Profile. And the Ideal Career Profile, you can think of as a, a checklist of those things. It's basically walking you through step by step. Um, what are the things that are really important to you in your career? What are some of the things that it's it's not just your strengths, but it's also the things that you really want. Those things that, that are important to you in terms of, it could be things like flexibility, um, autonomy. We hear so many different things uh, as far as like what are really important to our students. And so it's really coming up with that list and understanding um, what is it that's really going to you know make you happy and help you have that thriving career. And then the other piece of that is taking all that information and then really um, helping you to figure out what's the next step. Well, how can you get into action now that you know this, you know, this information? And what are some of the things that you can do as a result of that level of clarity that you get going through those steps so that it does set you up for success? So it's not just a matter of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and going out there and saying, oh, hey, you know, I know my strengths. Now I'm going to, you know, just have conversations and try to figure this out. You really have a, a solid plan in place to really set you up for, for success. Um, and so it's, it's knowing those pieces, but it's also knowing the specific 
actions to take, how to reach out to people, um, you know, how to make those connections and how to really get clear on the right company fit, for example, and how to align your values. And there's just so much that goes into it um, that we, you know, we unpack in part, as part of that ideal career profile and also through the coaching process. Uh, so I hope that helps to, you know, kind of break it down and helps to, uh, helps you to kind of see, you know, the steps that are really needed to set you up for success. So I hope that helps, Erica. I'm happy to answer any follow-up questions you may have as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's helpful. Um, I guess that that next meat and potatoes is the big part that I'm yearning for. Like, what are examples of those action steps um, that I that I might take? Sure. So, what's an example of uh, someone who you're working with right now that is kind of in that phase where they already feel like they have a good understanding of their strengths and they are, they're starting to shift that understanding into the tangibility stage. Can you think of anybody that you're, that'd be a great example for that and what they're doing right now? Everybody's a little bit different in terms of when they get to this process, but to help her understand. Absolutely. Um, So I'll give you an example and also keep in mind that like Scott said, everyone is different. So there's some people who actually go through the ideal career profile. And as a result of that, they realize that it actually does line up with a lot of what they're currently doing and they just need to make a few tweaks. Um, And then there's other people who feel like, you know, they realize that they have to just, you know, make that shift and and move out of the the current job that they're in. So um, I'll give you an example from one of my clients who went through that process, went through the ideal career uh, profile, and then started to look, you know, based on our coaching conversation, she was able to kind of narrow down some opportunities and some things that she may not even have realized like she started to think about um, other people in her you know at her company and other jobs that were available um, at the company that maybe she hadn't thought of before and she started started to like reach out to people at the, at her company to try to see okay so what are my options here you know if um, I really like the company I enjoyed um, the, the people I work with but I just need to find a better fit so she started to have those conversations and through those conversations she actually ended up realizing that they they were opportunities at her company that are much better fit for her and rather than you know initially what she thought was okay if there's nothing here I'm just going to have to leave but what she realized in having those like very strategic uh, conversations um, she ended up finding out that they are they were actually opportunities there and there were people there to help guide her and lead her into you know how to get from where she was to get to that next opportunity to kind of set her up for success and let her know the steps that she needed to take within the company um, and the company structure to be able to help her to then make that leap. So that's just one example of how they could work internally. And of course, you know, there's uh, clients who make that leap externally as well, um, you know, have, taking basically the similar process and reaching out to people outside of, um, outside of the company to see, okay, is this going to be um, the right fit? But the key with that is knowing the, the right questions to ask. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to spend so much time just kind of spinning your wheels and trying to figure this out. You want to make sure that um, you're equipped to be able to have those powerful conversations. So at the end of the day, you can get, um, you know, you can get the most out of it. What would be an example of one or two of those questions to ask? So let me see. Um, oh, one of the one of my favorite questions um, to ask somebody is, um, "What are some of the, the things in you know that you absolutely love about um, working at the company you work for?" Um, and also, "What are some of the things that are really challenging for you in your you know in your current position?" So that's just like the tip of the iceberg, but the, those are some. Um, 
some questions that can really open up a conversation and help them to get some insights that they wouldn't you know, necessarily get by doing some research online. Um, so just some questions along those lines to really get an in, you know, kind of like the inside information on what it's like to have um, those kinds of positions so that they can decide whether or not that's going to be the right fit for them. And then also as a result of going through the ideal career profile, it also helps to um, helps them to figure out the right questions to ask because going through that, they'll you know, they know um, what are some of the things that are important to them so that they can frame the question from that perspective as well. So let me recap really quickly. So I heard uh, a few different things that would be important to your situation, uh, really vital to your situation, actually, Erica, and many other people who might be in this similar fate. So um, Sharissa was alluding to the overall career change process, which you cannot uh, cannot find organizations and roles that are going to work with your strengths and skills. And last, first of all, you have a very high level un, or a very uh, detailed understanding of exactly what those are and can clearly articulate uh, what those are to other people as well. So not necessarily just the um, strength finder version of it, but also the um, the other pieces that go along with it and how it's applied and where it's showing up in your world and how you've leveraged them in the past. Only then is that going to allow you to be able to move on. The second step is uh, fleshing out the rest of what we call an ideal career profile, but what else you want as well. You've got your strengths, you've got what else is most important to you uh, for that next role or next organization. And then from there, it's about taking what you know about it and beginning to identify those organizations and places that can leverage your strengths. And you know, within Charissa's example, you start with what you know. It's, it's very much sort of a CSI detective work type process. It's not necessarily where you just like show up and, and you know, <laughs> you know, pop in a quarter and then out the other side pops a, a list of 17 different places. You have to start what you know. If you know that one of the most important uh, thanks to you is to be able to um, learn, which if I recall, you are a learner, Erica, uh, then you've got to find organizations that really reward that as an example. Very small example, but key. Um, Jennifer, what else would you either ask of Erica or add to help Erica with these, uh, with finding roles and organizations that match yeah. So, Erica, we really appreciate um, all the information you've given us. Uh, of your top five strengths, which is your favorite one? Achiever, learner, positivity, activator, or includer? Which is your favorite? I think I have two favorites, and that's achiever and learner. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I, I can't choose just one because I often do them in <laughs> In parallel too. So I love feeling accomplished and that I've got things done. I can see the results of what have happened. And then I also really enjoy seeing growth as I'm learning, probably because that's, you know, like I'm achieving something as I'm learning um, as well. 
excellent awareness. And so um, through the coaching process, we would want to make sure that when you're interviewing, that you really talk about the management style, that they are giving you clear, concise goals and also opportunities to grow and learn. I love um, to encourage uh, individuals in the interview process to say, you know what, I'm a continuous learner. Give me what you have. I want to learn it. I want to learn new things and add new skills. Um, Also in your profile is activator and positivity. So, you know, uh, with the achiever and learner, you're on your way, but with positivity and activator, my gosh, you want a fast-paced environment. And we understand that you might want to work remotely because you are not interested in moving. So now we're down to a fast-paced, positive environment with clear goals and opportunities to learn. And includer means you want an inclusive um, culture. So if that's, is that helpful for you, Erica? Yeah, that is helpful. Yeah, good. You're welcome. So as a, I think there's a whole bunch of things for you (laughs) that as you're transitioning can come off the list for consideration. Uh, You're probably not going to look at government jobs. You're probably not going to look at uh, established companies that have been around for a really long time that move at a really slow pace. Um, You're probably going to instead focus your efforts on, in some ways, a little bit more progressive companies or environments that will reward that learning and some of your other strengths too. Um, And it depends on, on how you learn and what you uh, what you are most interested in, which is what Jennifer alluded to as well. So start, start by defining those strengths even more. And then from there, you can begin um, ruling things off the table and starting to collect feedback on where you can begin attaching those to different types of organizations and roles. What the, which, piece are you, which pieces are you taking away that you can do something with, Erica? Um, definitely taking away, thinking about using strengths and skills that I've identified to then kind of cross out roles or ideas that don't match those and narrow down my focus. Uh, that's definitely a, a really key thing. I'm also interested in learning more about um, how to fine tune those strengths and skills so that they are more helpful for me, whether it's during an interview process and more importantly, during um, opportunity matches that I'm are on my radar. I'll give you one 10 second thing in addition to that. And then we're going to shift to another question here. One of the things yeah. that we do with our, our clients and students behind the scenes, we'll actually have them go through and talk to someplace between 10 and, and about 25 other people, coworkers, family members. So they're getting a variety of feedback and just ask one very simple question. You know, what do you feel like I am? Um, what do you feel like I am great at or amazing at uh, that you would... Uh, you know, recommend me for, for lack of a better phrase. And what are some examples of that? And this sounds like a silly little exercise every single time where somebody goes to the effort to get you know, 20, plus, uh, 20 plus people to comment on that, even if it's just small comments, they start to notice patterns in how their strengths are actually showing up. And it provides a lot of validation with wow, I didn't think that that was actually something that was really valuable to an organization or valuable to my friends or valuable to my family or valuable to my boss. 
Uh, and those types of things will start to surface and it cause you to know where to focus your attention. So there's, there's one for the road. Hey, thank you for sharing your question. And if you have additional follow-up questions for these or these raised other questions, drop it in the chat too here. Appreciate it, Erica. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go ahead and mute you because I want to go into another question that we had here too. Question number two. How do I get the confidence to make a big change? This is a really interesting one because we don't always get this type of question. However, one of the things that we found is that with many, many other questions that we do get when we start asking where they're coming from, it relates to confidence in one way or another. Confidence or experience or experience coming from confidence or vice versa. And I think this is really, really prevalent. This, by the way, comes from Danielle. Do we have Danielle up? Danielle, I think uh, we've got you on mute. We just need to unmute you. And then it's like we've got you set up here. Hello. Um, How are you? Can you hear me? Sure can. Great. Hi. Danielle, can you share a little bit about why this question is important to you or a little bit of context around your question? Sure. So um, I've got a pretty, pretty well-established career. Um, I just turned 50 in the fall and um, I've had a number of jobs and um, moved from DC to Charleston and I've worked remotely and traveled, um, done a lot of things, but um, as my kids are getting older, the youngest of my three kids is getting ready to go to college in the fall. And I'm finding myself thinking more about what I want to do, you know, I'm not quite ready to retire. Um, but I've also spent the bulk of my career doing mostly what I thought was best for my family or what I thought um, would be the safest choice. What was, yeah. you know, paid the best was the most stable. I, you know, I didn't want to put all the burden on my husband and we lived in expensive cities and we were trying to raise his family and have a nice lifestyle. Um, you know, and so now, you know, consequently, I, yeah, I'm not really confident that I can, you know, publicly say, hey, this is what I really want, and then go after it, maybe jeopardizing all the, the good things I currently have in terms of my work for something that's more personally fulfilling. Yeah. So in many different ways, part of this is about, for you, it's new territory because you've already had a very successful career up till now. And uh, certainly many great things have come out of it, but now we're shifting the focus from many other people and them getting first to you first in some ways. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Okay. This is, this is a great question. Absolutely love this question. Mo, how do you feel about taking, taking this on first? And then I'd love to hear yeah, from happy to. this one happy too. To. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hi, Mo. I'm great. Thanks. Good, good. Um, so yeah, where, where I would like to sort of point you, so I'll, I'll start with sort of a coaching framework of, you know, one question I like to ask clients is, so this question of how do I get the confidence to make a big change? Um, so the question I'll ask you is, what makes this a challenge for you? Like, why is the confidence not there right now? Uh well, a lot of it comes from the fact that I've I've always kind of uh, just done what I thought 
was expected of me and I've never mm-hmm. really put out there um, what I wanted. And so I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't know if I tell somebody that this is, you know, I'm not really happy with this job that I have and this promotion that I just got, you know, will they, you know, how will they react? I, I've never put that out there. I've never, I've never gone that. I've always just taken the next promotion or taken the next job and, you know, provided for my family and had everybody go, look what a great job she's got. Look at the education you got, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So what I'm hearing is that one, this is something that's kind of like new territory for you. So like first kudos to you for even like wanting to explore this question because because um, it's it sounds like it's a difficult question to explore. Number two, some of the other things I heard was around um, this sense of other people's expectations of you and how other people might even see this choice uh, that that you're even wanting to make a change. You know, there might be some. It's, I, I see in your answer here that you wrote down. There's a little bit of feeling guilty around this. Um, And so a few things I want to share about sort of how this program can help is, one, this sort of feeling of not having the confidence to make a big change is is, is very common to to almost all of our students. Um, And and so so I want you to know that's like a normal place to come from because you're you're really going from this place of, of what you're familiar with to stepping into the unknown. So, of course, you feel sort of uncomfortable there's a lot of risk, there's perceived risk involved. So it's totally normal for you to feel this sort of lack of confidence. Um, so I want you to know you're, you're, you're starting off on the right foot here. You're totally fine where you are. There's no, uh, there shouldn't be an expectation that you should be confident right now. Um, and the, the other thing I want to say is I, I'd like to point out to clients that, uh, you know, as, as a coach, like the, the real value of working with a coach is you have sort of this objective third-party person standing outside of you that can sort of point to how you're thinking and give you different perspectives. And one of the common sort of phrases I use with clients is this idea of being in the cycle of stuck. And so what I, what I point to is this place of you start with this desire for something new and you move to all the reasons why you can't have it. So it's what, what will my family say? What, what will I even do? You know, I might fail at this. So, you know, you, you pile up those reasons and then, and then you sort of, and it sort of feels risky to make a move. So you stay where you are, you stay with the status quo. So you kind of remain in this cycle of stuff where maybe like six months later, you have the same thought again. And if any, if anyone else in the, in the audience can relate to being in the cycle of stuff, go ahead and drop a heck. Yeah. Um, Cause I, and I know most of our clients uh, and students are feeling that. Um, and again, it's very common. So I want you all to know that this is totally normal and, I've been through a big career change and it happened to me too. And so the the way I like to address this idea of confidence is one, talking about how it needs to build over time. Because the expectation that you can go from this, you know, comfortable, safe, cushy job in a career you've been in for several years to starting something completely new, you know, doing something to fulfill sort of, uh, you know, your creative desires, um, for the most part, it's not going to be sort of a, a one-step, two-step process. And, and one of the things we talk to about clients is understanding that um, to, see your, to see a big career change like that as more of a transition versus walking through from one room to the next, walking from, you know, through, through a door, it's more about uh, transitioning across a bridge. 
And so you want to understand that this might take a few steps. And the way to build your confidence is to actually take small steps. So something like, um, and I can share in my own example of going from being a lawyer in New York City to uh, being a career coach that works for myself right now, living in Philadelphia, that certainly wasn't a one-step, two-step process. I didn't go on Indeed.com and look for jobs. Um, I did a lot of exploration. So I like to say that job search or even a career change like this starts with research. And the research is where you get to build your confidence. And it's, it's a big piece of what we do here in the program is this idea of researching and validating different um, career options. So for you, uh, you know, if you have some career endeavor, uh, creative endeavors that you're interested in, um, you know, the idea that, and I'll just use this as an example, like the idea of you want to go from working for a big corporate company to, you know, scratching the itch of being a photographer one day, it's probably not going to be a one-step, two-step process. So maybe step one could be... Um, really sharpening up your skills in this creative endeavor, right? So taking this hobby and maybe taking it a little bit more seriously and then start sort of building on over time for that. So I know for me, as someone who was an attorney, who was, you know, uh, like you not fearing, feeling very fulfilled in what he was doing, um, how I came to career coaching was first because I enjoy personal development. So I started taking some classes in that world. And as a student, um, you know, that was, uh, I was, I was taking classes, not because I wanted to be a career coach because I just enjoyed personal development, but it was that experience of being in a class surrounded by other people who were doing this work, that kind of experiential activity gate one gave me the confidence to want to, it sort of validated what I was feeling. And I kind of followed that feeling. So another thing I like to say to clients is, especially the ones I know our first caller was talking about not knowing a job title. Sometimes, um, while that's a common desire for most of our students to, to search for job titles, I actually like to tell people, you're actually looking for a feeling and not a job title. You know, your, our clients come to us because they want fulfillment. They want to do something meaningful. And those, those are feelings, right? There's no job title there. there. There can be many job titles that help meet that goal. So something to consider is spending some time, investing some time in actual activities that, that give you that sense of feeling and fulfillment and letting that experience validate uh, what you want to do next. Um, so around this idea of building the confidence or getting the confidence to make a big change, just to summarize here, uh, one, it's totally normal. You're not, feel, you know, you're not feeling that way. Two, um, give yourself some baby steps here to research and explore different career paths, different things you're interested in, and then maybe choose one thing that you want to experience. Uh, so maybe it's taking a class in this creative endeavor. And I keep using create creativity here because you mentioned that in your, your answer here. You want to do something more fun and creative. Great. Go do something more fun and creative. <laughs> and don't even attach it to a job. Don't attach it to making money. Don't attach it to having to feed your family and pay your mortgage. It's too early for those kinds of uh, that kind of pressure and expectation. But just let yourself um, enjoy what you want to do for the enjoyment's sake and see what can build from there. And, um, you know, obviously going through a coaching program like ours, you'll get the sort of handholding um, and perspective that you'll need to sort of get out of your own way and allow yourself to do what you need to do. So I hope that answers your question in some way. <laughs> Appreciate it, Mo, very, very much. Danielle, what are you taking from that? 
Yeah, thank you. And thank you for those comments too. I'm reading it. It's good to hear that other people can relate to. And Meg, thank you for the supportive comment. Um, but I, yeah, Mo, I really like that cycle of stuck and reasons it won't work. And, you know, I, I have done a lot of like the, you know, the coaching kind of things. And I know that, but it's good to hear that and to remind myself that it is easy to jump to, oh, it won't work. So I'm just going to get up and go to work again today. And, um, uh, keep doing what I'm doing, but I realize that that's never going to make any change happen. So I also like, like really like your suggestion and reminder to, to pick something and start small. And I think that's it too. I sort of get stuck in my head and, and then I start to think, well, what do I want to do? Well, I'm not sure. Well, if I did, it takes so much work and so much effort. Oh, I'm busy with my family. I'm busy with work. Ugh, to heck with it. I'm not going to do anything. And then like, like then I'm back in my cycle of stuck. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take away, you right. Just one, you know, one small things. I, I know some things that I like and I enjoy and I probably do do them, but I think I don't tie them to it being a career thing. I just tie it to being something I like. And, and maybe it sounds like you're saying that's like step one to start uh, just something small and, and don't make it have to be the big whole end game all at once. Almost 100% of the people that we work with (laughs) underestimate the power of giving that a little bit of time and space. And when I say that, I'm talking about getting feedback from those and, and small experimentation from those things that you enjoy to find out, hey, could this be something or maybe not? And it's okay either way. Either way is good. Getting that feedback so that you can move to the next step and the next step and the next step and not putting all the pressure on that you have to go from zero to 100 in 30 days or whatever else. This this whole entire company leading up to what we're doing right this second started because I was having fun having career conversations with people over coffee. Like long before there was <laughs> if there was anything else from it. Allison, is there anything that you would add for Danielle or any other questions you'd like to ask of her? Oh, yes. This question is near and dear to my heart. So thanks, Danielle, for for bringing it up. I am curious um, about what your question is rooted in, because I think it could be in three different ways. Like Mo touched on, maybe it's a fear because it's something totally different. And maybe you feel like you're losing your identity. And the unknown is scary. And I would also want to know, kind of following up is, are you asking for permission to do it? Because everybody thinks that you should be doing this thing. And you even put good in quotes. So I think part of you kind of knows that it's outwardly successful. But um, you have permission, by the way. You can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then the other thing is, if it's not fear and it's not permission and you want to just know the steps of how to be confident, my favorite um, description of confidence is from one of Mindy Kaling's books, who was a writer and actress on the U S office. And she said that confidence comes from being so darn good at what you do because you worked your butt off to get there and you deserve this and you've earned it and you did it with your own two hands. So if that's the case, I would suggest thinking back to something that you accomplished and something that you totally just rocked and you were in your element. And I would hold on to that 
and just feel it in your bones and know that you did this thing. And so in those moments where you're kind of low and it's like, I don't have the confidence, I don't know what I'm going to do, just feel in your bones that you've accomplished things before and you can do this too. Thank you. And, and um, a couple small steps, really, really small steps, like Mo mentioned, like practical career small steps. But if you can't even get there and you're on your bathroom floor, just like, like you just got nothing, just walk taller or put on high heel shoes or something that makes you feel good about being you. And I like to use little sayings or quotes. My quote right now is, I just want to see what I can get away with for Jen Sincero fans, because that was one of her, I just want to see what I can get away with things that brought her up. Very much appreciate this question. Uh, Danielle, thank you for sending in. Thank you for asking. Uh, Allison, Mo, thank you for, for sharing. And um, also, Jennifer dropped, a, dropped one of our podcasts in the chat that follows up on this too, which is podcast number 308. But you can also just go to Happen to Your Career in Google, um, give yourself permission, and it'll pop right up too. Danielle, really, really appreciate it. I want to I want to handle one more question that was sent in in advance, and then I want to take as many as we can uh, as time allows here. Um, this comes from Nicolette here. Whoops. And it's how do I figure out how do I figure out what I what career I can pivot to based on my current skill set that'll compensate me comparably or better and afford flexibility to be present for my family. And Nicolette, if you are here in the chat, feel free to drop in any context into that. However, I want to share some context that she had sent previously as well. And she had said that, you know, currently I'm involved with fraud investigations with a company that I've spent over 15 years with. And I enjoy fact gathering, research, analytics in this role. I do, however, gravitate towards helping, helping roles as in like roles that involve helping and enjoyed my lengthy stint in our training division. What resources are available to help me search for positions that align with the values I'm seeking and match to my skills? Philip, curious if you wanna you wanna add in anything for her in terms of either resources or different ways to think about how to go about this. Yeah, I'd definitely be happy to. And I feel like I'm uh, following like a big rock concert with all of our coaches. And there's a, I've got some big shoes to fill, especially from Mo's mic drop of the cycle of stuck. I wrote that down. I was like, I'm going to be talking about that all the time. So mic drop to Mo. But to uh, answer your question, Nicolette, and, and thanks so much for answering it. And Feel free to add anything in the chat. Uh, you know, we talk to people all the time um, from the, our clients to even podcasts to the potential clients that we can work with. And I often find that most people, they're looking for like this job board that's going to be super specific to them, that's going to have all the answers and then pop out and tell them exactly where they need to go. And what we find is those things really don't exist or they don't exist in the way that we want them to. And often that's because 
jobs are more than just their job title or even where they work or the company that they work for. There's often so many other pieces that come into play specifically with jobs, meaning what kind of uh, people do you like to work with? How big is the commute? Um, it's really more what do you want? What are your top priorities when it comes to a job? Because that's different from, for everybody, including everybody on this team. And if this doesn't make it even more elusive, it changes over your life as you change as a person, as you get families, all those things. So where we really challenge people is to get specific on what do you want, but what's most important to you? And then aligning that to actually the job that you um, are really looking for. And how we do this is we build what we call an ideal career profile. It's just a fancy way to say, what's the vision of what we're building towards next? And so how I usually hear it start for most people and, and how they talk about it is, Philip, I enjoy helping people. And I go, that's great. We like helping people too. But we really want them to get specific on what does helping people really mean for you? What do you like to help them with? Are you helping them with a problem? Are you helping them get a solution? Are you helping them figure out something? And are you helping people more in a one-on-one case? Or is it a you know one-to-many case, like a training? Or are you speaking in front of a group of people? And so getting down to that level of specificity is very difficult alone, which is why you've got five experts, five, kind of one, two, three, four, five, here on the Zoom call to really show that this process is really hard to do alone, but having somebody like Mo said, but like each of us have done, really come back and answer um, questions, but give different perspectives so we can really figure out, is this the most important thing to you? And if it really is, let's make sure we're taking action to go out and actually find that if it exists in the real world. I heard uh, heard a number of great things in there. And I'll tell you that for those of you that have listened to the podcast, and I know we've got quite a few people here that have, every single person that we've had on, because most of what we do during the podcast is we share stories of people that have gone from essentially where you're at right now to accepting one or multiple roles over the over the years that really fit much better uh, with what they want and their strengths and compensates them very, very well. So in every single one of those stories, it is very much an iterative process. It doesn't happen uh, where they just immediately get the answers. It is slow amounts of feedback, um, slow amounts of building confidence. It's 100% a stacking or stair-step type process again and again and again. You learn that, hey, I I absolutely did love training or I absolutely uh, was, uh, you know, enjoying that aspect of it. Okay. What specifically did I enjoy? Now let's go test that. Is that really what I enjoyed? Now that I know that I can rule out uh, a whole section of work or organizations or roles that I can pull off the table and no longer pay attention to and hone my search on what I do know that is going to be great for me. And it becomes this, again, iterative or stacking process. And, uh, and uh, then once you get very, very specific, as Philip had mentioned, that allows you to be able to hyper-focus on only those organizations that really 
are like much more likely to fit you. And that's where we often working with people to now that I know that these are some of these organizations, who can I reach out to? Or how can I go in the back door? Or what's the best way for me to contact somebody? Or what open roles are there that really could be a fit? Or any number of other things. Once we get to that point, it's a lot easier to design the plan. So biggest piece of advice that I would add to what Philip had already said is I think that you have to you have to start somewhere and start with what you already know and build on that. Like I already heard you say uh, within your answer or read that you had said, you know, I really enjoyed some of the some of the past um, past sections where you were in training division. So get really, really clear on what was it about that that you enjoyed and how you enjoy helping the most. That's going to give you your best start. Nothing else can happen until you do that part first. Okay. We have, <laughs> we have a lot of questions building in here. I've noticed in the, in the chat and we've got a lot of really encouraging comments too. Hey, I'll tell you, that's one of the biggest reasons why I love being able to do things like this. Um, I, I've been on other trainings in the past where people pop in negative things. Virtually never had that happen in this community uh, here at Happened to Your Career. So I really, really appreciate all of you. And because of that, we're going to do a couple of different things here. One, um, we'll hang around a little bit afterwards and try and answer as many questions as we can within what time allows and additional questions. And by the way, thank you, Nicolette, for sharing this question in the first place. Really, really appreciate it. I think it's a really good one. And then also, I promised you at the very beginning of this that if you wanted it, then I would show you one of the most successful ways that we have helped many people change in the past. So my question becomes then, you know, is, is that something you'd like to see? Because if not, then I'm not going to waste your time. Uh, time is at a premium and it's one of our most important resources. If it is something that you would like to see, a sneak peek into one of the most successful ways that we help, then just drop a yes in the chat and, and help you understand what that looks like. What are some of the roadmaps that, uh, that we use? What are some of the, uh, the biggest things that people don't necessarily know about what it really takes to career change. So um, I see Karina says, yes, please. 10 says, yes. CDH says, yes. Nicolette says, yes. Okay. We got a lot of yeses here. All right. In that case, we are going forward. Uh, Soitenly from Meg. <laughs> I love it. Jerry says, yes. Okay. One of the one of the programs that we put together at this point five years ago and has been through many, many iterations in order to get to well where it is today and is at this point our, our flagship program. It's called Career Change Bootcamp. It is the first and only career change program in the entire world that we can find that guarantees that you'll have an offer when you come out with, uh, with our latest adjustment in CCB 3.0, that you'll have an offer for meaningful work that pays you well in three to nine months. So I'll tell you about what, what that looks like specifically. But when you come out of Career Change Bootcamp, you will be able to finally make a career change that you want to work that truly fits who you are and not necessarily have to play, a, play another role. And you'll be able to put yourself first in many different ways, even though that that is something that is hard to do. So that's especially true even if you don't have 
all of the perfect experience, or you don't yet know what that looks like fully. You don't yet know what that ideal career is or that role or that organization. That's exactly what we guide you through and is a portion of the program. It's, it's a necessary portion of the program. The way that it starts out, and I'll help you understand how it works. We actually match you up with a career coach. Career coach, just like the people that we have on here, whether it be Mo or Jennifer or Sharissa, whoever it is, we match you up with your career coach based on your personality, what you need the very most, and then also uh, what your career goals are. And from day one, you have a success planning call that we call a kickoff call early on to make sure that you're getting what you need from the program. Because it's not as much about the program as it is about taking the steps that are required to make this type of career change, which we've already acknowledged is not easy. And some of the ways that we do this, are we actually guide people through every single step It's partially a curriculum that we've developed taking this squiggly line type process that can be very, very ambiguous and turning it into something that is much more linear and helps you understand what needs to happen. So the, we start with module, module one, and this is the first step where we're helping you to rewrite your, your mental operating system and move past what's stopping you from acknowledging what opportunities you need and actually getting those opportunities and learning to recognize that you have much more control and influence than you feel like you do in this type of scenario. And we help you understand how to, how to look at each one of these pieces differently because part of this process isn't just about a job change. Part of this process is changing how you think about your career and your entire life, which sounds crazy, I know, but that's one of the things you've probably heard again and again on our podcast when you've listened to those success stories. And then as you get into module two, it's much more about how do you not just diagnose your signature strengths, but also be able to articulate them and then begin to attach them to where they are going to be most useful in the world. One of the crazy things about when you get to this section is it's not just about you know what we might call the Clifton strengths and strengths themes. It's much more about how do you use these in combination to be able to not just do things you're great at, but those areas where you can contribute uniquely. That's, that's, where, that's where it becomes much easier to get paid more. Okay. And then that ideal career profile that, that Sharissa mentioned at the very beginning that Philip alluded to, that's a tool that we use and helps you to develop your picture of what great looks like. Because until we define that, it's really, really difficult to be able to go and find that in the world. If we don't know where we're going, it's going to be really, really difficult to get there, right? So that's what module three is all about. And that's the third step of the process. Module four is now that we've got this uh, very educated guess, and that's what your ideal curve profile is, how do we actually validate that you're heading the right direction? Because I don't want you to do all this work and then get into a new role and three months later realize, oh, I 
don't know if this is right for me. Instead, I want you to have the answer and more assurance that you're heading the right direction prior to that. So one of the things that we do is we help all of our students design an experiment or set of experiments to make sure that they are getting feedback, that they are in fact heading the right direction. That's where it's part of that iteration process. And then from there, it becomes about 100% out Now that we've validated we're heading the right direction, how do we put a plan in place and be able to move through all of the stages of job search or company and organization search to put you in situations that most people just don't even know exist? So we take you through where to find job opportunities and approaches that you may not be familiar with at all. And then we guide you through even leveraging different types of scripts and processes to be able to make this happen. And you work with your coach to be able to uh, take, take each of those pieces and adapt it to your situation. And we go through pieces like resumes. One of the things that comes with the program is we review your LinkedIn profile and your resume and give you some of the most highest impact pieces to be able to change because we could drown you in things that, uh, that you need to change for your resume, but really we want to teach you how to be able to do that well, and then also give you the pieces that are most high impact for your particular situation. So we do both of those. And then from there, regardless of whether you feel like you're an amazing interviewer or whether this is an area where you feel like you can learn to prep better on, we teach you to be able to prep incredibly efficiently without having to memorize questions and instead give you a process that we've personally utilized over and over again, many of us, uh, myself included, to be able to just absolutely rock interviews and put you in the top 5% of all people on the planet for how you're approaching interviews. And as you might imagine, when you're performing better in those types of situations, whether it's informal type conversations or actual formal interviews, that also is going to put you into into a better chance to have more offers. Once you get to that offer stage, we don't stop there. We help you be able to negotiate. And in fact, when you get your first job offer, we'll get on the phone with you and help you put together your own script so that you can be able to negotiate and guide you through that entire process. That's why many of the many of the stories that you've heard on the podcast, many of them have increased their salary because they are getting that support right where it's needed. So ultimately though, that's your choice as far as what job offer that you get to accept. You you get to control that once you get to that point and exactly what that looks like. But some of the ways that we support you to get to that stage are we put you in touch with an entire community of people. Now that we've had this around for years, then we actually have many hundreds of people in there. The really cool thing, and I did not anticipate this, uh, my team from a couple of years ago would tell you that uh, I didn't see the value in it. And instead, they're like, no, Scott, we have to do this. Now, at this point, many years later, we have people connecting in the group and we've had people networking. We've even had 
some of that networking lead into other additional offers and introductions and things like that too. It's been very cool to see as it grows. The resume and LinkedIn review that I mentioned earlier, that's a part of this because we want you to be representing yourself really, really well, not just for offers that you're seeking out, but also for passive ones, as long as they align with what you really want and need to. The negotiation coaching, that is vital. It's a vital part of the getting paid well portion that we talked about at the at the beginning. And then support through the entire process from some really very amazing career coaches. Every single person that is on this has many, 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 many hours experience working with a huge variety of different clients. And at the same time, guiding the through some of these most difficult pieces. Because I mentioned earlier, this is not this is not easy. It's often with uh, with our students and our clients one of the most difficult things that you'll do in your entire life. Not just making a job change again. It's about looking at this entirely differently and being able to being able to change your behaviors so that you can make a move to work that really actually fits in many ways that you probably haven't seen before. So in brand new in CCB 3.0. You get everything from past versions. And we have also put in place an accountability group. You met Allison a little bit earlier. Allison is our accountability coach and she runs those groups for people who need or want additional accountability support. And that's included with your enrollment into CCB. We've also created a, over the years, we've been collecting the most common questions and we've made videos for all of those answers. So if you have a question, chances are pretty high. It's represented on that document and answered with a video guiding you through it. And if there's something that you haven't thought of, that's part of the reason why you have a coach guiding you through this process. And that customized start that it, that it mentions here, that's where you're going through and you're working to create a plan with your coach that really fits. You're not just going through the program beginning to end necessarily. Uh, you are going to adapt it. You and your coach are going to adapt it to what makes sense for you. And by the way, <laughs> part of one of the things that we've done is we've invested into our, uh, our team and added more coaching, in fact, in doubling our coaching team so that we can accommodate more students. Up till now, we've only been able to have up to 20 people go through at a time. Now we can actually support 40 being able to make this type of change. The biggest thing that we have changed is now that we've been through so many iterations, we know what works. We've seen it again. We have the numbers and research to go along with it. And when you join the CCB master's level version, then it comes along with a guarantee that you will have a job offer in nine months or less. There are no other programs out there in the world that do that, period. Additionally, there's quite a few bonuses that come along with it when you register in this week. One of those is we have a variety of recorded webinars where we've leveraged our network and brought in some of the foremost guest experts in a huge number of different areas, ranging from 
it, ranging from, you know, once you get into your role, how do you set up your first 90 days all the way to, you know, how do you create a masterful resume to get interviews and many, many, many others. Additionally, we, we mentioned Clifton StrengthsFinder earlier, and we actually give you access. We pay for you to go through the StrengthsFinder assessment, and that way you begin to start with verbiage for your strengths, because that is the first step to being able to understand where do I actually apply this and how do I actually apply this. And then from there, uh, I want you to know that this is something that we stand behind. It is, there's two ways that we do that as part of our happy, happy students only guarantee here. The first one is with any version of the program, there's a 60 day money back guarantee. So you can go through uh, literally all the curriculum if you wanted to, and that would allow you to be able to make sure that it really truly is right for you. And if you don't like the sound of my voice, you know, too much bass in my voice or whatever else it is. You know, that you don't like the fonts that we use, anything else, we'll probably ask you a few questions and then we'll return your money if it's just not right for you. So we have that 60 day guarantee. The other way that we support people is when you join the CCB Masters version, which is weekly coaching, then I want you to know that we are absolutely in it to win it with you. So if you go through that entire time period, you're doing everything that we teach uh, and you still haven't got your job offer in nine months. We'll personally get on the phone with you and continue uh, extra bonus coaching to help you diagnose what's going wrong and help you make sure that you're making a transition. We will work with you at our cost until you do. Now, this might sound like something that is a big risk to us. However, we've done this more than enough to understand that it's not a risk. The stuff that we teach works. It works well. We've got the numbers to be able to to prove it. We understand where people typically struggle. We have conversations about this literally every single day, multiple times a day about how to continuously make this better. We are obsessed with your progress. And when you win and get where you want to go, we win too. And then ultimately, at the same time, we get yet another success story to be able to share and inspire more people to be able to make this type of change too. So how do you know if this, is, this program is actually right for you? There's a couple of different ways that we tell. One is you've got to be ready to make a change over the course of this next year. If you're looking like 18, 20 months out and you're not in a C-level position, then, then I would say wait until, you know, wait until you get within a year. Secondly, if, if you're busy, so you consider it incredibly valuable to not just spend time doing work on this, but instead focus your effort and your time and your resources on doing the right work or taking a much more strategic approach to this career change. And you also, I mentioned this earlier, but you've got to be willing to do the work. This could be very possibly one of the hardest things that you've done in making this type of change and in some ways becoming a different person. Um, it, it takes behavior change to be able to do work that you are absolutely enamored with and build that confidence to be able to make that happen. So you've got to be willing to do the work. Should potentially go without saying, but I, I want you to know that it's... <laughs> We can make it possible for you. It still won't be easy along the way. You'll come out with the plan, the knowledge, the mindset to be able to not only make the change, but 
if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard people where we have brought them back three or four years later, and you'll hear how much it's affected their life uh, over that entire three or four or even five or seven years later. It completely changes your trajectory for not just now, not just your next role, but the entire rest of your life, what you learn. Everything from being able to understand what really creates an amazing situation for you all the way to the other side to negotiating and earning quite a bit more. Now, the question that always comes up, and feel free to drop in questions here. The question that always comes up is, hey, what does the program look like? How much does it cost? All of those types of things. So when we originally, way back when, started pricing this out, we started adding up all the things that came with it, which we'd all sold separately and worked with people separately. And when we put together that number yeah, with all of the career coaching and the accountability group and, uh, and interview university and uh, the community and everything else, we came up with the total of literally $8,770 that it cost for each one of those things separately. However, that is, that is not where we start. We wanted to make this much more available to people uh, across the board and be able to allow people to make career change possible in this way. So ranges from 10 monthly payments of $299 all the way up to our master's level program, which I mentioned that is guaranteed for the nine months or less career change. We're at $899 a month, uh, or you get a get a discount when you pay in full too and can save even more money on it. But Instead, you simply choose what coaching, what level of coaching is going to be right for you and fits your needs. And then it fits your time, fits your budget, frequency of support that you want. And then we get you started and make it happen. So here's what that looks like overall, ranging from uh, what we call spot coaching and support on the on the one side, all the way up to CCB Masters, which is forty nine ninety seven, and is guaranteed career change along the way. Hey, we're going to hang around for a couple minutes to answer additional questions, but if you feel like this is right for you in the right time, I would encourage you to go and enroll now. Philip will drop in the link in here. It's happentoyourcareer.com slash CCB, and you can go and enroll. And one of the first things that you'll do, you'll actually get on the phone with Philip um, over the course of the next week or so, and he'll help you get paired up with the right coach for you to support you through this process. And we've got some pretty amazing ones, as you got to hear earlier on. And... If you, uh, well, I'll tell you, enrollment is open now through January 23rd. Um, when you enroll prior to the 17th, so basically now through the 17th, then you actually get an extra two months of support at our cost for you. So there is, it's pretty much a no-brainer deal. One way or another, we're going to support you through the process and help make this a reality for you. Go ahead and click on that link before we close out of it, and you can register right then and there. It'll take about 60 seconds to register. And if you're unsure with which package uh, is right for you, go ahead and register with it. And then Philip can help make sure and ask you questions once you get on the phone with him or on Skype with him and get you into um, the right one for you. And you can always upgrade at any point in time. If you are thinking, hey, this 
could be right for me. There's so much that lines up, but I'm still unsure and I've got some additional questions. Then what I would do is go to happentoyourcareer.com slash help. Tell us a little bit about your situation and then schedule a call with Philip and we'll figure out the very best way that we can support you for your situation. Um, Philip will drop that link in there too. Click on that before we close out the chat here. And then I want to hang around and answer a few questions as well. And we've got our career coaches, which will hang around here too. Okay. On that note, I want to bring Philip back on. And Philip has been collecting a list of questions. And we want to try and answer as many as we can within the remaining about 10 or so minutes that we have. Philip, what do we have on the docket here? I've seen a lot of questions pop in over the last 20 minutes here. We have, and thanks guys for all of your questions. Yeah, if you have any more, post them right in the chat. But um, one question comes directly from Meg. So Meg, thanks so much for your question. Um, she's asking, hey, Scott, I get emails from three to four career builder types uh, companies. One of them talked about uh going from a, uh, from a career to a retirement career because you were doing what you loved to do. Was that your program or is this boot camp possibly the same thing she's asking? <laughs> this, is, this is a really great question. So uh, I'll say off the, off the cuff, there are a lot of different a lot of different organizations and companies out there that are involved with jobs. A lot of them talk about... Uh, doing what you love to do. Very few of them talk about specifically what it takes to be able to get there. Um, it makes for really sexy advertising and really sexy marketing to say, hey, you can do what you love. Um, I have yet to find really much out there that guides you through the um, the process in a way that works for very many people and not just one particular type. And so I don't know if this had anything to do with us. I would guess it probably didn't because we don't do that many, uh, we don't do that many partnerships promoting this program with other organizations. So chances are, are high that it wasn't, uh, wasn't us. There's a lot of stuff out there. As we have researched over the last seven years, we haven't found any other programs that guarantee results in the same way. A lot of other organizations are pretty much um, afraid to and don't have the infrastructure to be able to support that, quite frankly. And you know, also, quite honestly, like I don't think we could have done that year one or year two. I don't think we were in a position to do that, nor did we have all the learnings that we've now had from working with thousands of people over the course of however many years it's been. So um, hopefully that answers your question. I would say that no, it's not going to be the same thing. Um, and there's only one career change bootcamp out there that does this exact type of thing and focuses on results in the same way. And we have researched many, many, many hundreds of programs. We have this massive spreadsheet with all the things that we can find out there and it's continually growing. And I don't think that there is anything else out there that I can find uh, that really even compares in the same way. So I, I hope that helps, Meg. Um, 
but yeah, we're, we're always going to try and give you the honest answer. It works best for us when we are filling the 40 available slots that we have in this program with people that are amazing fits. It doesn't work very well when we're getting the wrong people into the wrong seats on the bus. So we try and be very, very, the way that we help that is just by being very, very transparent. What other questions do we have, Philip? Hey, so we have one from Diego. This is a question we get all the time, especially on webinars. So Scott, I want to make sure you address it here and now. Um, so first, Diego, thanks for your question. But also he's asking, um, could he have access to the record? Basically, uh, do we record this? And is there a place to watch the recording on the web? <laughs> So I'll tell you that for almost all of our webinars, we actually don't send out a recording because our data says that almost nobody, like almost nobody, so few people actually listen to them or watch them afterwards. Everybody has good intentions. They're going to go back. So yeah, we found that for the most part, it's not really worth it. However, on this particular session, one thing we are going to do that is different than we've ever done before is we're going to share this whole session on the podcast. So you can actually go back and listen to it on the, on the podcast if you want. Or we actually also have a lot of... Um, a lot of people that as they're thinking about joining Career Change Bootcamp, uh, they want their spouse or partner to be on board, that they might, um, they might watch it with a spouse or partner, or in this case, listen to it with a spouse or partner. And that's something that you could I could recommend as well. But um, otherwise, no other replays necessarily other than the podcast itself. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, search Happen to Your Career on any podcast player and it should pop up and it'll be available on, I think... Um, later this week. I can't remember the exact day. What else do we have, Philip? Um, we have a question coming in from Karina. So thanks for your question, Karina. Um, she's asking, what is the average time commitment to complete the quote unquote work? And I'm guessing this means maybe per week or maybe Scott also addressed the, how long does this, what's the time commitment for the whole process too? Yeah. And I can absolutely answer this, but I want you to get a variety of answers too, because the average isn't always a useful number necessarily. So um, let me put it out to all coaches, um, drop in a couple of uh, like what your range is that you've seen with people that you've worked with and what your personal experience is for time completion. And then I can share what our averages are, but um, but in reality, uh, I'm a lot of have a lot of hesitation sharing those numbers because people then consider that to be the expectation and consider it to be sometimes good or bad, which everybody's on their own journey, so uh, that's not always helpful necessarily. So those my that's my disclaimer. Um, the Average time commitment to complete the the work. Mo said a uh, two to three hours a week. Um, we've got got other answers that are dropping in here too. We advertise on our site that you should plan on having at least five to seven hours available. Allison makes the point that it's important not to look for the minimum hours a week. It's more about immersion in this journey, uh, which I think is a really great point too. One of the 
success strategies that we use and also mindset is about, um, is about how do you immerse this into other areas of your life? That way there's not so much extra work. And that is very helpful as a success strategy because it's, it's, it can be a lot of work to make a change. So it's less about career change boot camp and more about what are the steps that are needed to make the change. And what we find is that the more work that you put into it, the faster you make the change. Um, on average, we have we see people make their change in five to eight months. That's on average. The people who are over on the front side, which the soonest we've had a change made, and this isn't an outlier, is 30 days. Definitely an outlier. That's not normal. Um, it, that person was essentially, or people, those, there's probably been like five or six that have made a 30-day change. And those people are, um, they're working like it's a full-time job or a couple of full-time jobs on it. On the other side, you know, the longest person that we've ever worked with was close to 19 months. It was 18 months over close to 19 months. And that person was looking at it as a very, very part-time job and just continually chipping away at it until she found the right thing. You've actually heard her story on the, on the podcast. Her name's Jenny. Um, you can go back and look for it too. And uh, let's see, Jennifer pointed out that because the program has specific milestones along the way, each coach customizes the program to give you what you need. So above all else, yeah, you're always moving forward. And I think that's a really great point. That's a more healthy way to look at it. But I generally will tell people, if you're not planning on at least putting five to seven hours worth a week, it's probably not a priority for you. And if, if it's really not a priority for you to make this type of career change, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But let's acknowledge it for what it is. And when it becomes a priority, we'll be here. And um, it has to be a priority for you enough to be able to find the time in your busy life. Every single person we work with is incredibly busy and we can share as many strategies to help you um, help you make more time for yourself and find more time, but none of that is going to be useful unless it really truly is a priority. Thanks coaches for dropping in those answers. Really appreciate it. Uh, Karina said, I've been working on some of this on my own and tend to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Maybe this is one of the reasons to have a coach to keep me on track. I personally, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious what, uh, what our coaches think, but I personally think this is the biggest reason, uh, more so than anything else. Like anytime I invest in coaching personally for anything, whether it is like I have a strength training coach, uh, I've had a marriage coach, uh, you know, coaching in any area, business coach, anything else. I'm looking at that uh, two ways. One, to make possible the things that uh, are important to me. And if I'm paying some kind of money or investing in myself in some way, I'm looking at that as they're going to help me do that faster than if I were to do it on my own or make it more possible than if I were to do it on my own. And that's sort of how I look at the exchange in if I'm choosing to invest in myself, that's my return on investment. If, uh, if you want to think about it that way, um, for most people that we work with, it is about making this far, far more possible and doing it far faster than it's going to take on your own. And almost everybody that we work with underestimates what it's going to take for themselves. I don't think we've ever had anybody 
coaches, have we ever had anybody come through that were like, oh yeah, that was uh, that was way easier and way faster than uh, than what I thought it was going to be? No, I <laughs> see a lot of head shakes. It's almost always the opposite way. Almost everybody underestimates what it's going to take to be able to transition to work that uh, that you love. And that's exactly what a coach does for you. They're going to help keep you on track and they're going to help you focus on the things that are most important for you um, in your particular situation. So Karina, I would encourage you that you're thinking about this the right way. Great question, by the way. Anything else before we, we maybe have time to answer one more? What do you have, Philip? So this is a question I get all the time, and it's somewhat asked in here. Um, and I actually have like two questions. So if we have time for two, I can, I can squeeze in two for you. But one of the biggest ones is, okay, Scott, yeah, that's great. You've got eight modules there. It's for this time. But and this is a priority, but I've got a vacation planned and I've been wanting to go to uh, Mexico. We're going to go on this Mexican beach. It's going to be great. But how, how does that work with career change bootcamp? Do I, does it stop? Do I stop my coaching and then say bye to happen in your career? How does, how does that work? Jennifer, you want to take that one for how we handle things like vacations or things coming up? I'll unmute you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we just went through the holidays, right? And so that's a time of fluctuation. Um, at the same time, I had many clients have huge leaps of opportunity um, come up at the end of the year. So we uh, added a few more sessions close together as they proposed job proposals to the company, uh, took a few weeks off. And now after the first of the year, they're getting back and they're getting offers for new roles in the company. And it's really exciting. So uh, the coaches will always accommodate uh, to the point where we're not compromising your growth and uh, potential and meeting those opportunities at the right time. Is it fair to say, Jennifer, that, um, you know, if somebody's got like a planned vacation or something coming up, then uh, then you'll work around that with them within their within their learning plan and within their schedule. Yes, and you know what, Scott? I always say, okay, well, while you have some time in a nice, easy place, please think about these things. <laughs> Actually, that's a really great point. And if, for those of you that have heard Robbie's episode about taking a sabbatical or taking some time off, um, that's one of the your brain space changes without going into all the psychology and everything else and all the details. When you get time away from your normal routines, that is actually one of the best ways that you can leverage um, even passive thinking. So I love that. Uh, I love that you do that, Jennifer, and say, hey, think about these three things while you're out and about and you know, playing in the ocean or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about commitments, some, many of my clients' actual schedule um, vacations to do the work, um, where they have silence and time alone. Anything else, Philip, you said you're going to try and squeeze in one question. If we have 30, we got not even quite 30 seconds. So big question, probably not enough time in 30 seconds, but, um, one of the questions that I get so often, Jennifer kind of touched on it is, so you have eight modules, but well, how does coaching work? What do you exactly talk about in these coaching modules? There's coaching sessions. Mo, do you want to talk, take that one? Yeah. 
There we go. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so I, I like to say that the real value of this program is just is 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 not that you're getting information. You know, quite frankly, you can Google how to find a job, how to network, how to change your career, and get a million blog posts and follow strategy, right? So I like to say that a big sort of value piece to this is the one-on-one coaching you get. So many of our clients are smart enough to already know how to start this job search process, but really smart people can't see what they're doing wrong. They're, cl- they're too close to their own problem. And having a coach outside of you who can see some things that you can't see about yourself and can really help you get unstuck and get out of your own way in ways that you aren't even aware of is the real sort of super duper value of this program. And I don't know very many other sort of online coach programs that give you one-on-one support at this level. And so what we would talk about in, in each of our sessions is very much tailored to what you would need as a client. So for example, one thing I like to do with clients is um, to have them go through a, a module and take it step by step. So you go through module one and then you'll come on a call with me specifically. And I'm sure our, our other coaches do things differently, but I like to treat it as go through a module and then come to the coaching session with questions. Like, what are you struggling with? What do you have questions about? Um, and we'll talk through that. And as your coach, I'll be asking you questions to help you uh, discover and learn for yourself. And you'll always walk away from each coaching session with some uh, next action steps to execute on between uh, now and the next coaching session. And then you'll come to the n- next coaching session and then we'll start with, well, tell me how things went. You know, what went well? Uh, what did you learn from, you know, reaching out to 10 people? For example, you know, what, 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 what do you think is holding you back from reaching out to 10 people? You know, we really get into sort of the fears and the inertia that might hold you back from doing some of the things you know you're supposed to do. And another thing I like to say is, it's not just enough to have this information and to give you some new strategies and have you go on and do this. What I find is often the case with most of our students is that I like to use the metaphor of building a muscle. You're learning to do the job search differently. And it's really easy for you to fall back on old habits. And so what's good about having a coach in your corner is I'm going to keep forcing you or keep encouraging you and supporting you and reminding you that we're here to do things differently. So you can actually expect to start this program, learn some new strategies and fall back on old habits and kind of do the job search how you used to do. And it's really great when you can have a coach that you've paid for remind you to say, hey, remember that thing that you were doing that wasn't working before? Like, let's stop doing that. And, and start doing more of this. And quite frankly, you know, we all need that. I've got my coach that helps me get out of my own way uh, as, I, as I look to grow as a coach. And so the real value, again, with having someone one-on-one watching you, observing you, and helping you move forward is, is what you get with, with working with a coach. Very much appreciate it, Mo. Yeah. Hey, thank you for all of, uh, all of the coaches here, first of all. And taking your time. I know for some of you, it's getting pretty late at night and I very much appreciate you coming and sharing your expertise. And then thank you to all of you who attended. And I really meant what I said at the beginning. This is the first step. First step in a very, very iterative stacking process. And it's just one step of many that's going to guide you through this type of change. And you know, I hope you got uh, hope you got at least one thing that you can take away. Just one thing can totally change everything for you. So I hope you got at least one thing that you can take away and do. And if 
you feel like, hey, this is something that's really important to me and I want help making this change, then we would love to hear from you. Either go to the registration link and get registered and then you and Philip will have a conversation and we'll choose the coach that best fits with you. Um, or you tell us a little bit about your situation by going to happentoyourcareer.com slash help and we will figure out the very best way that we can support you, whether it be career change bootcamp or otherwise. Um, we, I mentioned we only have 40 spots in total and that we don't actually have the full 40 spots. Uh, before we got on here, uh, we only had 38 left, I believe, 38, 37 left. Um, so we fully expect to fill up even though we've doubled our coaching capacity. If you have any questions whatsoever, don't hesitate to reach out. This is what we do. It's what we love to do. And what keeps us going is being able to do it for all of you. So uh, thank you again for taking the time and making the time. And we really appreciate it on so many levels. And we'll see you all later. And hopefully we'll get to support you as you're making this change. Thank you again. We'll see you all some other time. Thanks, Diego. Thanks, Meg. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Nicolette. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Karina. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. Click on the links before we close out because it's going to close here in just a second and uh, the chat will no longer be available and we'll see you all next time. Adios. Adios.